Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 71 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, tonight, it's just Brian and I. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's our third year of doing this. It's sort of like going back to the old days when we were just uh, we we're just winging it. So, yeah, it's cool. You and me, and uh, actually, it's been a long time since you and I did one, just, just uh, you and I, no guests. Right, exactly, exactly. And so we kind of thought we'd we'd start out, uh, you know, new year, and and we wanted to talk a little bit about state of the podcast. Um, we've been kind of giving everyone some stats here recently, but we just, you know, how, how's everything going with the show, Brian? Uh, show's good. So, um, you know, obviously we're, you know, biased because we only see our side of it. But uh, so a couple quick things for folks. Um, you know, third year doing this, so we're uh, we're still interested in doing it. And I think people, it's it's been kind of interesting because um, the show's sort of taken on a life of its own. I think you know, you and I have kind of found that people we run into people at events and different things who have heard of the show. They haven't necessarily heard of us, but they've heard of the show, which is kind of weird. Uh, which is fine. It's good. Um, the show's been growing. We're up. Uh, I think we grew about six times or six hundred percent. Uh, we did about twice as many shows. We grew about 600%. So thank you to everybody who listens or tells a friend or, uh, you know, distributes the show or whatever. Um, so that's good. I mean, the show's growing. Um, you know, we, we, we put a bunch of videos on YouTube, um, on our, our whiteboard channel. Those got a lot of attention. And so I think it's good. And any day now I'm going to do one. I promise. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's all, they're all mine. Although there's one, there's one we did with somebody else. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's still fun. Um, you know, I think, you know, here's the, here's the one thing I've, I've learned about the show is, uh, we've, we've always said we were going to be, I think when we started this thing, we were, we were overly naive or you know, at least more naive than we, than we usually were. And we sort of said, we're going to be completely non-biased, right? We're going to run this thing outside of our jobs and run it non-biased. And, and so the two things I've learned are, uh, number one in our industry, no matter who you are, there's no such thing as non-biased. Um, everybody gets paid or is sort of influenced in one way or the other. So I think we need to sort of rephrase it and say, we're going to be, uh, we, we promise to keep it interesting. Um, we will, uh, try and 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 keep it as interesting as possible and keep the variety as high as possible uh but we can't we can't be 100% non-biased um just because of either who we work for or just um you know sometimes shows are tough because we I don't know people people will reach out to us and we just kind of don't have any interest in what you do no offense but you know some some topics have just been you know, spoken about to death. So, yeah. And that's, and that's probably one of the biggest things I'd say for 2013 is I really think we're figuring out what people want to hear, uh, which topics they like, which topics they've just heard enough about. Um, some of the other things too, is potentially bringing back some news and, and actually brings us around to tonight. Um, there's been a lot of articles really about enterprise cloud computing here in the last week. I don't know if it was everyone's new year's resolution was to, you know, figure out how to get cloud in the enterprise all of a sudden, but uh, lots of opinions flying around. And we're actually just going to talk about that a little bit more tonight. Um, yeah. and then something else we're ta- we're talking about doing, and, and I think we, we've got it pretty, pretty well nailed down at this point is potentially take the show into some new 
directions. Actually, with uh, some some potential guests, we're we're looking to kind of scale ourselves out, if you will. So we're potentially looking to to almost have a, a mobile cloudcast and a, and and a platform as a service based podcast and and really even a European centric uh, cloudcast. So looking to move into some new areas and and really get some new topics and and some new discussions for 2013. Yeah, so I think I think those will be cool. We've been um, we've been hitting some people up here recently. So uh, what that means, and we'll get into more details as they come out, but we've basically, uh, we've been hitting some folks up that we really respect um, that are very good in some of those areas like mobility and, and uh, mobile and, and mobile apps and stuff. And then like platform as a service um, and so forth that we're not going to so much bring on as guests because um, we've done that in the past, but we're almost going to let them, you know, run a, a subset or their own variation on the cloudcast that would be, just focused on those things. So, um, you know, we're hoping to get those spun up here maybe within, you know, a few weeks, might be a month. Um, but what you'll see intermixed in this show is um, some shows that have uh, new hosts and hopefully are, uh, you know, are some topics that you guys like or if we've, you know, some things that we've seen people have responded to. So um, yep. it helps us and scale a little bit. Absolutely. And, and two last things too is, um, industry events. We'll probably be doing a lot more around industry events and community events this year. We're, we're uh, our, both of us have uh, some new roles here, and and it allows us to really get out into the community more and have a lot more of those face to face discussions that have actually been very popular uh, yeah. throughout the year. Um, and then lastly, we were going to talk about uh, Krispy Kreme Challenge. How are we doing on Krispy Kreme Challenge? Uh, Krispy Kreme Challenge is going good. So uh, uh, let's see. Um, so a couple of things. So we said basically, um, you know, so first and foremost, thanks to everybody who's made donations. We said that up to the first thousand dollars of any donation people made, we we're going to match that dollar for dollar. So um, we are officially on the board off the, the site that you can get to from our website uh, around 700 and some odd dollars. So, you know, double that. We're at fourteen hundred dollars. Um, and then you uh, had sort of a, a land grab or what I'll consider like an open source community-based uh, donation. So you want to give us a quick update on – I have no idea how much that was. I just know it was a large pile of cash. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a uh, long, long story as to actually how it came about. But, but basically um, I was hanging out with a bunch of the uh, Apache Cloud Stack uh, folks this week um, doing some planning and, and what we're going to do for the next year. And, and really uh, the, the, they decided to pass around the hat at dinner. Um, we started talking about everything, and we really ended up. We came up with uh, five hundred and fifty dollars uh, all total, cool. um, and so I have to actually, uh, you know, get that in the account and, and actually get some money converted over because some of it, some of it was in dollars and some of it was in pounds, and so I got to do a, a bunch of transactions here. But that that donation will go up shortly as well. So uh, just a huge thanks to the the Apache Cloud Stack team. Very cool. So I think if I'm doing some back of the napkin math, that puts us around. $2,200 or so with, with all the matching and everything like that. Um, so, you know, our original goal was to get to $2,000. Um, we've, we've exceeded that, but we've got, God, we've got almost a month left. So, um, you know, we'll keep sort of asking folks um, to make donations, not for us or any way, shape, or form, but we're doing this for a very cool uh, uh, set of people at, at North Carolina Children's Hospital. So um, if you can give a little bit or a lot, uh, it's definitely appreciated. Um, it all goes to a good cause. And uh, when uh, you can, you know, you can watch Aaron and I, uh, we'll, we'll video it and do all the stuff like we did last year. And apparently there may be some other uh, uh, 
costumes or dressings up or other bad things that are going to happen to us at this thing. So stay tuned. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right. All right. Enough of that. I didn't even want to think about that. Um, so let's, let's get to this topic that, that came up here in the last, I don't know. It's, it's come up not so much as like a new topic, but all of a sudden there's a lot of different viewpoints on kind of enterprise cloud or, or what cloud computing is going to mean for the enterprise in 2013. So, you know, I, I think first and foremost, and, and we put a whole bunch of links uh, that'll be in the show notes. Um, so I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I think uh, first and foremost, um, I'm hoping that enterprises using cloud computing does not become the bring your own device or, or VDI of 2013. Um, but I, you know, I think what it, what it basically means is um, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of competition um, a lot of options that will come to enterprises as far as how they run their IT, how their shadow IT runs. Um, but unfortunately, it's probably going to mean, and we're seeing this already in these early articles, uh, lots of debates about definitions and other stuff that makes us all blurry-eyed and, and uh, stuff like that. So, Right, <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I really look at it this way, too. Again, a double-edged sword. Good, good in the fact that we've moved beyond what is a cloud. Yep. And, and so it's nice that we're moving this discussion forward. This is a more, much more advanced discussion. It is really, okay, how are we going to get it into the enterprise? Because let's be completely honest with each other. The vast majority of the time, the enterprise is where the money is. And yep. so everyone is, has been kind of, how do we make this work? Okay, I think I, think I got an idea how we're going to make this work. Okay, great. Let's go make money in the enterprise because that's where the money is. Right. Um, and... and it's really interesting to me, and so so you know I'm gonna we'll throw out some authors here and again go look at the show notes and go look at the links. But but Rodney Rogers, um, who is with VirtuStream, and and full disclosure, um, you know Brian has some announcements to make around that here shortly. Yep. Um, came out with and he he got a, a kind of got the ball rolling with a pretty controversial article about um, AWS and and their enterprise plant and and. It was it was amazing to me if you go look at the comments to that article, how many people you can tell were you know really bring cloud expertise and a cloud view and and I would even dare say a cloud bias to the table, and then those that that have an enterprise view or even you know take it a step further again an enterprise bias, and it was very much well the enterprise just needs to change and and other people are like no the enterprise does not need to change and you know coming from both backgrounds i see both sides of it i really do and i don't see it as everyone seems to think this is a silver bullet right that that it, cloud computing isn't somehow going to make the enterprise work and if the enterprise doesn't work they're just wrong and it's this is the only way it can be and and I don't see that at all, and it kind of, if you go look at the rest of the articles, in my mind, it's really, it, it is a cloud, and, 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 you know, even if you want to say agile data center or agile solution, um, the dynamicness of it is just one more tool in an enterprise toolbox. Yep. Some applications are going to work, some workloads are going to work, some solutions are going to work, some aren't. There's absolutely some things in the enterprise that will never be converted over to cloud for the same reason. Hell, there's still mainframes in accounts today. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, and I, and I think that's you know what what you just brought up is sort of an interesting topic, um, and I think it's going to be one of those sort of definitional things. But let me explain why I'm saying that. So, um, 
you know, so Rodney obviously, you know, wrote this article and it, you know, it's kind of saying, hey, you know, it's, um, you know, tongue in cheek kind of taking the viewpoint of, you know, if I was a, an enterprise CIO kind of telling uh, Amazon who, you know, came out obviously at, at, at the reInvent conference and said, hey, you know, the enterprise is, is cure, you know, uh, right in our crosshairs. That's what we're going after. And he kind of came and said, hey, you know, it's great that you want to go after that market. You guys do a great job at what you do, but, you know, be helpful to sort of know how we buy as opposed to telling us how to buy. Um, but I think it, you know, there was a, there was another article in there um, that we, that we highlight that was from Forrester. So it was from James Staten and, and the crowd that, from Forrester that kind of does that. And it was another one of these articles that said, Hey, you know, there's lots of articles, there's lots of things that can't move to the cloud. And, you know, the only thing that's the cloud is, you know, it's, it has to be dynamically scalable. And, and it's sort of gotten away from, um, you know, is it self-service? Is it on demand? Can you pay for the resources you use, which are, you know, very much three core components of what we always used to call cloud, but it's sort of like, Oh, well, let's not focus on that anymore. Let's only focus on is the, is the environment dynamically scalable? Is the application dynamically scalable? And, and the challenge with that is there aren't very many of those applications, right? But, but when you think about like, you know, if we just brought this back to the money as opposed to just the applications, you know, you've got a $4 trillion IT industry, you know, the kind of worldwide IT industry, $4 trillion dollars. And everybody kind of agrees 70 or 80% of that are applications that, you know, you're just keeping the lights on really weren't designed to run, you know, in a, in an agile environment, but could very much benefit from, you know, running somewhere else could benefit from, you know, being able to be spun up kind of on demand could be benefit from environments that do a better job of sort of, you know, charging you based on the resources that, that you use and so forth. Um, and I think that's part of what we're going to see from the enterprise is them saying, hey, again, I only get 20% of my budget and then you know, maybe whatever shadow IT gets to do these things. This whole idea that I'm going, to, I'm going to sort of flip everything over all of a sudden, I just don't have the money to do that. Right. And right. I think that's, that's one of the, you know, so there's part of it that's the technology that says, hey, you know, could an application go to the cloud or do I have the skill set? To, to write new applications? Do I have the money to hire new people? But at the end of the day, we've, we've sort of, you know, there, there's, there's so many folks who kind of nod their head when you go, they don't have a lot of free extra dollars to go, you know, do the, the, the super cool stuff. So it's nice. And I think, should I, I think you and I sat around on a, you know, beginning of last year call and we said, hey, one of our things that we would love to see happen by the end of 2012 is, is Amazon to have, uh, you know, a, another, premier showcase customer behind besides Netflix and it's 2013 and we're still talking about Netflix. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, and the first guys to go on stage and it's like, what else, uh, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, you know, and, and some of the other ones, like it was funny uh, when I was at the AWS conference, I, you and I, we were trying to line up some guests on this and one of the ones we, we kept focusing on was trying to get the, um, I forget the dude, but the, the guy that ran the Obama campaign. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Harper. Uh, right. Harper. Yep. Yes. And, and, you know, he, he, that was definitely one of the other kind of big, big things at the conference, but it really came down to, I had a lot of side conversations with a lot of people and, it, one of I think the, there was actually probably two big stumbling blocks that I think happened at that, that the AWS conference. Um, the first one was um, I found out uh, at that conference the AWS message is very tightly controlled. They're, 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 they're marketing and how they're coming out. Everything is is on point, and it's usually. Every- 
everything is very lined up and very tight. But uh, I forget who did it, but one of the keynotes, they, they basically came out and said, we're going after the Enterprise, but then it right around, turned right around and went, but the Enterprise is doing it all wrong. There is no such thing as private cloud. There is no such thing as hybrid cloud. There is only our cloud, public cloud, and rah, rah, rah. And you could tell a lot of people afterwards were like, well, that's just crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and there was a couple things in the press that were said negatively about that. Like, I really think that that message was the one thing that... I mean, they they just kind of it was like fart in church. I mean, it was just really bad. Yeah, um. <laughs> and, it's, and it's you know it's really hard. I mean, having you know, and I, I've done this you know a few times before. I mean, we did you know I'll give you a kind of a similar type of example when when we were first starting to do you know voice over IP. You know, so this whole idea of you know moving away from you know what would be an analogous to to legacy IT. So it was legacy telecom and old ways of doing it and non flexible models. And we said, hey, we have this really cool, flexible, programmable model, and it's going to work with new devices and new applications. And we were all excited about it. It was very, very cool. And then you know you'd start going into deals and you'd start going into customers, and and they would go, well, that's all cool, except if you don't have that one feature where my secretary can page the boss or the secretary can pick up the boss's phone line, which is a 20 year old feature, or you need to be able to work with this, you know, 10 year old voicemail system so that the light comes on my phone a certain way when I get a voicemail and you went, ugh, ugh right. God. you know, and it was like, it was just this like right. kick in, it was like this kick in the head because you're like, you're like, you're going to slow down all this development and all this other cool stuff for us to do the stuff that's 10 years old and it's like and you realize like yeah but you're not going to you're not going to sell the deal unless you do some of that old stuff and so it's you know and this isn't a knock on AWS this is just a this is a the realities of anybody who goes in and says I have a better mouse trap and you go to people who say that's awesome except I have to retrain people in my organization. I have to learn a new way of dealing with you. I have to deal with a new process. I have to learn a new tool. I have to learn whatever. And they would much prefer that you change to work with them, the guy who's going to pay you money, than them change and them give you money. You know? Right. And, yeah. um, and, so and yeah, think about right. this, That's too, to, to kind of go back to what I earlier, that, that second point I was going to say, too, about the AWS conference. Uh, one of the other reasons I really do think you're not seeing as many customers who who will publicly say that they are doing a lot of business with AWS is because at the end of the day, um, you, look at the look at the Netflix model, for instance. The Netflix infrastructure, it is there to make money. It is a profit-driven, agile infrastructure. Think yep. about that. Most enterprises, um, and in you know, before we record, we were talking about this briefly. You know, if you're making tractors, if you're doing finances, it, the back end systems a lot of times don't necessarily. It is a cost center, yep. and it is it is especially in, in the enterprise funded as minimally as possible because you just want to keep the lights on and get through the you know next fiscal year as opposed to rocking the boat making changes technology because we can go faster do this do that now a lot of times and it goes again it goes back to the enterprise toolkit concept where where it is almost like a new new tool in the toolbox is on that front end where okay, you want to scale up to take more customer orders during peak time of the year and scale down and so you're not wasting infrastructure when you when you don't need to. And it almost seems like the customer-facing aspects 
are very are, are a noticeable good fit for, as a cloud workload or a solution. But the back end systems, and that is where a lot of times enterprises are, you know, that's where the crown jewels are, don't necessarily fit. Well, here, here's where I think it. I, I, so I think you're right. The, the other way to look at those, because I, I think we're we, we got to be a little bit careful. We're getting a little uh, kind of tipping over the edge of being like, oh, you know, AWS is is problematic. I, I think. I think I think if we really boil this all down to it, it kind of comes down to: Are you looking for applications or tools, or, you know, business tools through technology that are going to help you go fast, or you need them very quickly, or are you looking for things that are going to run um, consistently in your business, right? And 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 you know, the market that AWS and every SaaS application and uh, you know what Paz is eventually hoping to kind of capture is that you know everybody's kind of coming around to well it doesn't really save you any money that, or that let's take that off the table it's it's about it's about going fast right and you know and if we think about um, you know what succeeds in technology as opposed to maybe what succeeds in, in in IT you know we've seen that before like people love Netflix because it's like I feel like watching a movie I can get it fast most yep. of the time right. Um, you know, SharePoint took off like crazy and, and SharePoint, you know, people, you know, hate it as an application, but you know what? You needed something where you could just throw documents up there and do some basic collaboration and it was just included with the server and you could get it up and running relatively easy and it was like I have a I have a business need, I need something quick, right? Now that's not cloud, but that's kind of that that you know, I want to get it going pretty quickly. Right. Sure and, sure. and so we've seen all these, you know, since you know, uh, scenarios where you're like, I need to do something fairly fast and and there's tons of great case studies from AWS and from other cloud providers. So it's not just an AWS thing where they go, hey, the guys who do whatever backend function, right? They want to do analytics on you know a whole bunch of data. They want to throw up a website to, to do a dating thing, and they need like you know 50 cores for the weekend, or they need 10,000 cores for 10 days, and they're going to turn it off, like. Those are perfect examples, right? Like mm-hmm. you know how to build the application, you need the resources fast, you're not going to be able to go get it as a capex cuz it would take months to budget for it. You need it short, you need it you need it for a for a near term type of thing, but if you need the environment for something that runs steady state, which, you know, whether people think that's cool or not cool, like that's a good chunk of what IT does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the enterprise, that's that's the 70 or 80% of the enterprise that just kind of runs um, you know, it doesn't need all that other cool stuff, you yep. know, um, could it benefit sometimes from, from some, you know, kind of dynamic or intelligent upward scaling and downward scaling? Yeah, it could. Um, but you know, I think it, it comes back to, um, it's, it's, uh, it will be challenging, um, to, to go after the enterprise just because you're, you're talking to them in such different language than they're used to whether you're talking about SLAs and, and how you, you're not really talking about SLAs as, as you're how much you're valuing or how you're valuing risk or how you're valuing downtime versus the business. Um, or you're talking about availability. Like what does availability mean? Well, it means this in an availability zone, but it means this in a region and it means this in a, like you're just talking a different language and those guys are used to hearing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I think, um, 
you know, in full disclosure, we went back to it. You know, we mentioned we mentioned Rodney had talked about it uh, or written the article for TechCrunch. Um, you know, I took a role with with those guys uh, a few weeks ago, so um, I have a little bit of insight at where Rodney's coming from. But I think you know he'd written about this before. Um, you know, about three months ago, he sort of wrote a you know I'm not sexy and I know it article for TechCrunch and basically said, hey, <laughs> that's that's what the enterprise does. They run SAP systems, they build tractors, they write insurance policies, they you know they build roads, they they do stuff that you know, isn't going to end up on the front of Reddit. It's not going to end up on, you know, Hacker News. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to be, you know, uh, talking about it over chai lattes between 280 and 680 out in Silicon Valley. I mean, there's a lot of business around the world that doesn't fit into that mold. Yep. Um, you know, they don't have they don't have Hacker Weekends about it in Portland for, you know, the John Deere, the new John Deere tractor that came out. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is uh, to kind of bring in one of the other articles... It, their big focus was really around the AWS enterprise strategy not being in selling in the traditional ways that that we may have been exposed to over the years, or the way the enterprise is even used to doing business. It, it, AWS is all about disruption, yep. and and I absolutely get that, and I and I quite frankly absolutely agree. There's a lot of again going back to the conference I talked to. Um, a lot of large enterprises you would recognize their names but you know they didn't uh, they didn't give me permission to really speak publicly who they are but really doing some just awesome things that were unique to the workload you know a kind of spin up do some testing spin down kind of things and that was like oh yes absolutely it would it not only is a perfect use case it it wouldn't even be possible without this kind of model yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I also wanted to say, I, again, seeing both sides of it, I see the steady state go slow, and then I see the the agile go fast. I, and, and again, it comes down to use case, right? So here's the, you know, here's kind of the interesting question. So there's a there was one of the other articles that we listed, um, and it was there was an interesting. Uh, this got everybody, you know, a little bit fired up. Was one of the financial analysts um, had basically said, hey. You know, we think Amazon did roughly two billion dollars this last year in revenue. We expect them to do four billion next year, and so okay, fine, that's a growth number. But the thing that that got people all revved up was they said, you know, if if if, a, if Amazon would spin out AWS, we think they'd have a market cap of somewhere between like twenty and thirty billion dollars, right? So, yeah, right. So that was kind of interesting, but it was it was interesting in the sense of. Um, so here, here'd be something that would be kind of interesting to go look at, right? So if, if Amazon's $2 billion, right? And let's just say that's a fair estimate. And for the most part, they've basically said, look, we've never gone after the enterprise, right? For the most part. I mean, they've, they'll, they'll tell you they've enterprise customers. They've never traditionally gone after what would be enterprise IT. How big is the shadow IT market? Right. Yeah. You know the market right. that I that that you know the market that uh, you know traditional IT doesn't go after, and and that's when you have to start looking at, you know, I, I don't have enough data to sort of be able to scope the whole thing, but let's just take some basic things, right? So you've got, for example, you've got Red Hat, which you know may or may not be considered an enterprise play, but you know it's going to kind of live on that fringe between shadow IT and traditional IT. They do a billion dollars a year, right? Yep. Um, 
versus you know what Microsoft does a hundred billion dollars a year in the operating system market. You've got Salesforce, which is probably one of the top five or six SaaS applications, right? You know, paid SaaS applications. They did uh, this last year. They did just shy of three billion dollars in revenue, right? So you know, you consider that sort of a shadow IT because it's not really run by IT. Uh, granted, they're paying for it, but it's kind of direct line of business type of thing. So, you know, and let's say the top, you know, let's say let's say each of the top 10 SaaS applications were doing, you know, somewhere in that range, to one to $3 billion. So, you you know, that's a big, that becomes a, you know, 20 to $30 billion market. Um, those are all in packaged applications, right? Where you're actually paying for the application itself, which is CRM or, you know, WebEx or whatever else it is, Workday or something. Is that really possible? Is is the shadow IT market that big? Um, you know, is it thirty or forty billion on top of a four trillion, you know, four trillion dollar market? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's 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 certainly possible. I think the numbers are probably slightly inflated, but it's certainly possible. You know, and the other thing I think it it asks is if you know if Amazon, who you know most. IT organizations don't really know and you know they're still kind of getting their name out there beyond the the Clouderati kind of crowd and, and some of the developers um, you know how how big is the rest of the market for people that are ultimately saying I'm willing to consume IT another way right I'm willing to look at other infrastructures service players like Rackspace or I'm willing to look at people that are going to stand up new application environments whether it's Azure or PaaS platform or whatever um, you know, I I think what we might be dealing with is is sort of a shifting of the pie. Um, yeah. Well, and the other thing I wonder too. So, completely unrelated to the articles, but just thinking out loud for a second, when a because I don't think it's an if, I think it's a when. When another public cloud provider from a major existing vendor that is out there, either hardware or software. So, you know, your HPs, your Cisco's, your your VMware's, when there is another alternative to Amazon or Rackspace or some of these other companies, and it is a vendor that plays in the enterprise, has sales reps in the enterprise, has relationships in the enterprise, has a, has a huge reseller and distribution channel already in place, and really all they need to do is take their enterprise sales reps, give them a larger quota on the new shiny thing, and really sell into the enterprise. How disruptive will something like that be? And how quickly will... Because everyone at this point is is assuming that AWS is the only game in town and will be the only game in town. And even if somebody else did, no one will be as good as them. But the simple fact is, a lot of times what I've seen over the years, being the best isn't necessarily guaranteed to bring in the revenue. <laughs> and yeah. a lot a lot of techies will like are and you know will be like no absolutely not but it is the truth and it I've seen it time and time again selling into the enterprise over the years of a lot of times it's about relationships a lot of times it's about sales quota retirement a lot of times it's about all these other things that it's you know unfortunately big business take it or leave it well, um, and, it, and it's and it's other you know it's other real things i mean you know so let's say you're a, you're an hp customer today and 
um, you know, your, your budget crunched or you're up for a tech refresh cycle or whatever it is. And your, you know, your HP rep comes along and says, Hey guys, um, you know, you want to move to more of an OPEX model in the HP cloud and you go, well, what's in there? And they go, you know, HP hardware and software, like I've been selling you for 10 years, like the, the amount of switching costs may be far less than taking on a new model, you know, yeah. than taking on a SaaS model for an application or a, a different infrastructure service vendor, or even, you know, I mean, we see it all the time. People buy the same vendor stuff, even though there's, there's new, better stuff. Cause just the cost of switching and retraining and reprocessing and retooling. And, yeah. um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if, and, and, and don't forget bundling, too, of oh, yeah. if they go to go with something. And let's say, you, you know, you're looking at a, a public cloud alternative, and, and but it's an, an existing enterprise vendor owns that account. Oh, well, hey, you know, continue to buy our servers and we'll throw the public cloud in for free or vice versa, buy the public cloud and we'll just throw the servers in just in case you need them. Well, I mean, think about, think about <laughs> you know, think about all the deals you've been, you know, engaged with for, you know, for whoever, where, you know, one of the sticking points was, well, how are we going to train my people? And you went, okay, yeah. well, I'll throw in, you know, 50 training hours and I'll throw yes. in this and I'll, uh, you know, where do you go and get AWS training? You know, I mean, you know, it's it, the same could be said for, you know, Rackspace's OpenStack cloud, you know, where do you go to get that on a regular basis as opposed to just going to San Antonio where, you know, it's not available through kind of the traditional places yet. So, right. right. Yeah. Those things, they've, you know, th- that's the kind of stuff that, you know, can it take off? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason why, you know, businesses can't be built and, but that's the kind of stuff and the cost involved that, you know, I think people don't really realize, um, you know, need to happen. And if, especially if you're, you know, if you're spinning up, uh, a, an, an IIA, you know, an infrastructure as a service offering, you're still making the assumption that somebody else is going to run those applications. Somebody else is going to secure those applications. Somebody else is going to figure out availability for those applications. And, you know, if you don't have a way to train the people, you don't have a way for them to go to, you know, facilities and learn things to, to get access to, to tools that they can reuse, like it makes things real tough for those folks. Yeah, absolutely. If, if nothing else, it'll be an interesting 2013. And I do really believe in 2013, I don't. I'm not going to say it's going to be the year of cloud because that almost jinxes it, just like the year of VDI. But I do think that just by these first few weeks, 2013 has a different vibe to it. That at least we're talking about some different things. Yeah. Which I think that is a good thing. Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get uh, very, very quickly. I think we're gonna get to the business of of you know getting back to the business of you know, what does technology do for your business or, or, you know, how does, you know, how does technology improve the business as opposed to just purely the technology? I think we've had a lot of years where it's like a lot, a lot of new technologies and, and other than maybe SDN, which is going to have its own set of, you know, kind of muck to get through in 2013. I think, I think the rest of the industry is going to spend a lot of cycles, you know, having to justify to people in a tough economy, you know, why they are going to help improve your business. And it's not going to be because of cool tech. It's going to be because of better ways to consume, better ways to transition from one environment to another bundling, whatever the heck it ends up being. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to, I think a lot of technical people are going to have to learn very quickly how to, how to speak uh, business lingo or, you know, those types of things, understand the difference between CapEx and OpEx and interest rates and all that kind of stuff. 
Yep. And and if nothing else, I mean, hopefully everyone will realize that yeah, it's it's really coming down to it's not a silver bullet. It's not an all-encompassing solution. It is just another tool in the toolbox. And yep. if the tool fits, you use the tool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it's ultimately. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time sharing of a giant computing system. And, oh, my God, isn't that what a mainframe does? <laughs> right. Yep. You know? That's true. So. Well, listen, man, uh, we've sort of beaten this uh, enterprise cloud thing to death, or at least we've, maybe we've kicked off enough conversations to, uh, to spin up a bunch of other conversations. So um, you want to sort of shut us down for the night and uh, yeah, kick, kick absolutely. us off for 2013? So we're out of time for this week. So if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. Um, as a quick aside, too, um, I've been trying to figure out here recently how to really tap in more of the Android market and all of the Android devices. But I don't know how you necessarily get podcasts and, and find us if you have an Android device. So if anybody has any ideas or knows what's going on and could help us a little bit in that area, please send us an email at show at thecloudcast.net. So quick aside there. Um, so uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. So thanks for listening, everybody.